welcome to Entre Culturas and Between Cultures. In this podcast, we will explore the diverse backgrounds and cultures that different people have and identify, juggle, or even maybe even struggle with. Um, there will be a weaving of different cultures, race, clothing styles, languages in this um, episode. And here we have Nagat. Um, she is Yemeni and American, and she lives between cultures. Welcome, Nagat. Well, my name is Nagat Awasim. Um, I'm. I was born in Yemen. Was from. Uh, was raised in the U.S. Um, uh, I'm a mother of two. You know, I live with my family. I'm very mixed with culturally, and I come from a cultural family. At the same time, I, you know. I don't know how to explain it, but uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to, <laughs> I don't know what to explain what, what, who I am exactly. We live with our family. I live with my family. I live with my brothers and their kids and their wives. So the house is already like full. That's like that's why it sometimes surprises me. People go, oh, "We're gonna visit family. We're gonna," because I'm always with my family. So we're together. Like uh, we eat dinner together. Like the girls cook dinner together, and then we meet with the men and we eat together. At night, we sit sit around and we talk with our parents, you know. It's a little, sometimes a little crazy, you know, because we have a lot of kids at the house. But at the same time, it's nice, you know, because you know you have, you know, people there and that you could, you know, communicate in, in just that sense, so. Um, what is culture? Well, cultural, in my opinion, is what, what my family kind of raised me up to be like. It depends on, uh, I do kind of, connected to religion in a way, but it's mostly about what, like, what we were raised to, to believe, what we were raised to, you know, what we, it's what my family kind of raised me to, to have, like, um, the way we eat, the way we drink, just those are, I think, embedded in my, in my culture in a way. Can you explain a little bit more, like, within that culture, what is that culture? Like, um, like, what would that food be? What would that oh, well, tradition be? My family, like, we, we eat Yemeni food, you know, we have this family, you know, strong connection with family. I think that's part of our culture that we were raised into. Um, the whole aspect of, you know, with the respecting the elderly and all that, I think that kind of comes with cultural. Um, I was raised in America, so just the effect of the, you know, the schools, and that also kind of affected my culture in a way. Um, <clears throat> So it's just like, yeah, like, the, like, for example, the food, you know, when at home we eat Yemeni food, you know, we eat, we, the way we dress, you know, we, we, I have the whole, you know, you know, covering yourself and like, in a way from my Yemeni culture, but at the same time, I put my, in a way, American style into it. So it's like a mixture of both cultures in a way. Um, just for the purpose, if you could, because Yemeni food for you, you totally know what it is. Yeah. In my case, I don't know what Yemeni's food is. So when you talk about like that, for you it's very <coughs> obvious because you're yeah. from that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But can you expand a little bit more on like what that is? Um, well, Yemeni food to me is like, you know, we have the basic rice, the bread, like we even have our own oven that we brought from Yemen, that we make our own specific, specific bread. Um, like the lamb, the just like the hummus, you know, those, those that, that kind of type of food. 
If I have, like, for example, American, my friends come over who are American and have never tasted, like, just even the eating-wise, like, we eat together, we eat in one, like, in our culture, we eat together in one plate with our hands. But if I have an American friend coming over, we do show the same food, we give them the rice, you know, because a lot of people are open-minded to tasting different culture foods. Uh, we do have the same, you know, the hummus, the same. But if I go to their house, you know, their food is different, you know. It's mostly more Americans like hamburgers or, you know, hot dogs or like even like the tamale. Like it's, it's different, I think, in different households. So um, it's like, but they do, when they do come to our house, they, you know, they do love the tea, you know, the, the way we make our tea, you know, we make it in a specific way. They, you know, they ask about it, like, oh, what do you do? Those black, you know, those cloves, you know, just the simple things make it different into, you know, in our culture. House is like a restaurant that's it's 24 hours. It's, you can smell the food from outside because it's always we're always cooking. Um, at night we do have uh, we do bring this incense from our country, so we do have like bahur. That's what it's called, uh, where we do it after we finish cleaning, and so it has that sense of smell. Uh, so yeah, like just yeah, you could there you could know when you're walking from the block, you could tell our house has that <laughs> smell coming out of it. What is that smell? Oh, in the daytime, you'll smell food. You'll smell that lamb uh, uh, soup coming from the, because it has a strong smell to it. And uh, the food in the daytime, at night, you'll smell that bahud. It's like a, it's like a nice, it's a, I can't explain this, the smell to it, but it's, it's, it has this like, like floral sense to it, you know? So it kind of brings back the whole, like our sense of country back into our home. Kind of like explain what that tea yeah. is. Yeah. Well, like for example, our tea, you know, we use the same Lipton tea, you know, the same sugar, but we add like those uh, green cardamom and the cloves that make it, you know, you know, make it into a Yemeni tea. But it's the same, if you really look at it, it's the same American tea, but just the whatever that extra ingredient makes it Yemeni. What it, what it is for you, what, what you think that is? Well, I think, yeah, I think it's just a mixture of two or how many cultures or languages you know into one. Like, I do know both languages, Arabic and English, you know. Um, the culturals, I do have both, I believe. You know, I don't see myself a full Yemeni. I do. I don't see myself as a full American, so I see myself as a mixture. Um, so, yeah. That's very common. Yeah. With people I'm interviewing, right? <laughs> <coughs> um, that leads to the next question. Do you feel in between two cultures? I do. I do. I actually feel like I'm mixed in between. Like, I don't, like, I feel that, especially when I go to Yemen, I feel like, you know, you, you, you could, you know, fit in in both places. At the same time, you don't feel you're fully in that place. Like, if I go to Yemen, you know, I'm able to, you know, live their life, live their way they, they have it. And you could still fit in, but at the same time, you're still seen differently. You know, they don't see me as one of them, they see me still as that American. Or if I'm here, they're like, I still speak the same language, I, you know, work and I, you know, do the same thing as other people, but I'm still seen differently as a Yemeni. So it's not, you don't fully fit in 100%, but even though you could still connect with both places. Do you feel judged by others making you be one nationality or fit into one labeled box? I think they try to. Like, I think, especially when I go to Yemen, you know, they see me as an American, you know, and they even criticize, like, 
you you know you you're wearing our dresses like they they're surprised like but it's like you know I'm you know I'm a Yemeni but it's like I think they try to you know put you in one place but they just get surprised I think every time they 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 get to you know like when even over here you know they get surprised like oh you know you speak with no accent but it's like you know I think it's just the way of who you see like just they are trying to but I I just try not to be placed in one place. I just, I like to, I like to absorb both cultures in any way. Where I live is a, I live in a village, so it's kind of male dominant. So, you know, the women stay home, the men, you know, it's all, it's still very old traditions. So I'm very outgoing, you know, I, I like to like to go out. I like to, you know, so they, they get surprised. Like they don't see me as that vulnerable woman or whatever they identify as a woman in, in their culture. So I kind of stand out that way. I was the first person to drive in my village, so they were surprised to see a woman behind the wheel. So it's like I'm, like I'm not fitting their criteria of what a woman is. You know, it's like to stay home, to cook, and you know, I always very, I'm always out. Like I speak out, you know, especially if something I don't like. I, you know, like I just think that's you know crazy. Like you know, so they get very shocked of like, okay, she's an American. She has American, you know, in that perspective, you know, even in my marriage, like, uh, you know, and my husband wanted, you know, a stay home mom, you know, who cooks. And, and I just felt that I needed to, you know, to do more, you know, just going to school was like, you know, hard for him to, you know, grasp, you know. But I think just that was like, you know, to them that just the whole out, like speaking out and, you know, just doing what I want kind of scared them in a way, <laughs> to be honest. What have um, you adopted from Yemenese culture that you find very, that you are very Yemenese? And what, um, is, is that how you say Yemenese? Oh, yeah, Yemenese. Yep. And uh, what have you adopted from the American culture that makes you very American? With the article, like, I like just uh my because my family has a very like got me just that the way we I don't know how to explain it um just the listening to our like for example my parents like you know I'm 30 I'm living still living with my parents you know just the whole cat the whole just to go in their culture in a way like you know I'm not able to move out because I'm a single mom or in that sense it's like that's in a way our culture like you know for a woman to you know and i still have that i still have like i call my mom i don't know how to explain it i call my mom before i leave to work you know just the it's not the american way where it's like you're 18 you're free you're out you know we still have the whole tradition of you know speaking to your parents letting them know i don't know how would you explain it in that sense uh, and in my american way just the whole like just being in a way being able to, I just think seeing the different side, you know, I'm able to see that there is a different world other than that, you know, closed village and closed life that we live in. Like you're able to like work, like that took me a while to see that there is another world outside. Um, I think that in an American way was able to let me see like there is a different lifestyle than just what we were raised to. Pat, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, you have a different choice. Different choice, yeah. That's that's the American, I think, 
Um, so, um, are there any moments that you feel or you have felt that you don't totally fit in here or there? Or seen as a, an outsider? You kind of did mention over there you're seen as an American. Well, you do, but it doesn't affect me like. You know, like I could still I understand where they're where they're coming from for me to be seen that way. Um, it's always there are times when you don't fit in, like you know, when especially in Yemen, it's like very like if for example, there was a time when my son was sick, you know, and I you know I had couldn't like if I was here, I would be able to get my car and take him to the doctor, you know, no worries. But over there, I was kind of stranded in a way, like kind of with the whole cultural it was just kind of wasn't able to do what I could do when I was in America you know because you have to have like someone else to drive you you have to have someone you know someone with you so I think just that way I'm kind of like had a hard time fitting in where I'm not able to be independent in Yemen I'm not able to do what I want to do you know um over here I did and over here I had no issues you know you know when I was younger, I had more of like the whole, why you wear the scarf and all just the whole criticizing in that way, or why don't you show here? Like, I think that's just more people just wanting to know more, but not that I didn't fit in. Like in middle school, I had a few fitting in problems or when I was younger, but I think when I grew up and was able to speak out and let people understand, I'm able to, I fit in more when I grew up. Um. So one thing that caught my attention um, was you saying that in Yemen, and this is because I'm just interested mm-hmm. in all this kind of stuff, right? You were saying that the way I dressed, that it seemed a little American. What is, is it because you're wearing colors or like what, what is, what makes you stand out the way you dress <coughs> in Yemen? Well, when I say when I dress like colors is in Yemen, it's, they love colors. So that's not, it was never an issue, but just the type of dress style, like, their dress style was a specific way. Like when I first went to, like when I when I was going younger, just wearing the skirt and shirt was something different, you know. Then in time they started improving their culture. Just, just like the most is the style. Like the for example, like dresses that are they used to wear dresses that are like a style. You know, I would wear, you know, more. <clears throat> sorry, like just even wearing. Uh, like clothes that are different in a way, like even having a higher dress, but with pants under that was still covering, that was still different for them. Um, just in that sense, like in, when we go to uh, Sana'a where it's like the city, we used to wear the burqa, like the, to cover our faces, that's where mostly a lot of women wear. Like in the car, I would take it off or if I, you know, but some people would be surprised, like, you know, like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that, but at the same time, it's like, you know, to me it was fine. Like, you know, that's not a problem. But, you know, that's that's why I think it stood out more to them. Yeah. And just to add one yeah. thing. Uh, just to add thing, and also with the clothing, uh, I had a friend, I have an Indian friend who gave me these saris, and get, not the saris, I mean, silver kameezes, and, and I used to wear them. And they were just so shocked, like, you know, they were, not that they didn't like it, but at the same time they were just surprised to see, like, because Indian culture is different from our culture, so that that I used to stand out for a while, you know, just to see that you know that kind of stood out for them, you know, in that sense.
So since we're talking about hijab, can we, because I, I find it very interesting myself. Um, in Yemen, do they wear a niqab? You have burqa, and I don't know if I'm missing another one. And if so, can you explain a little bit what those are so that people eventually might well, in my one? in my village, we wear the hijab. We uh, just cover our hair because that's part of our religion is to cover our hair. Um, because it's like, in a way, it's hard to explain, but it's like saying it's for people to see your beauty for who you are, not just by you know to to love you who, for who you are, not just to buy the, the beauty that you have. And it was in that sense. Uh, when we go to the city, it's more um, we wear the burqa, the black. Uh, Thing that covers our face because there's too, like a lot of people like in our village is more family in a way so it's more comfortable in that sense um the burqa is not a religious uh, it's not part of our religion but it's part of our culture and um but a lot of people get mixed up with that and those are the two major like scarves that we have like but it's not a lot of people say that we are forced we're not forced you know many people wear it because we love to wear it and i and for me, it was a choice. When I came to America, I never wore it when I was younger. Then I chose to wear it when I was in, in my end of my middle school year. Um, a lot of people wear it just even for fashion, you know. So it just depends on how you see it. There are families that are strict about it, you know. I'm not going to say they're all, you know, they're not. It just depends on your family. Some families are more loose, you know, about it. They let you wear whenever you want. Some of the families, they prefer when you wear it when you're younger, so. Is there an age when you start wearing it? Um, it depends on the family. My family, they kind of wait till your middle school, you know. But it's more of like until you, until you feel comfortable, you know. They, they haven't, they didn't force it on me. But they kind of waited until I was comfortable in wearing it. And even in middle school, when I started wearing, it, I would wear it one day, and one one day I wouldn't. So it was like, and it was kind of kind of cool because it's like when you do wear you get some kind of attention it's like why well, you know so you kind of have that little you know being different in a way and this is just my personal question when you're wearing a burqa and a lot of women are wearing burqas how do you know who's who so like hey that's my friend i want to it, tell it's you something. it's it's confusing it's really yeah. but it's, but when we're together we kind of stay together especially in the city you could really there's been so many mistakes when you grab the wrong person and there's always been mistakes, but it's mostly the women I did. Like, for example, if we go to the city and we're going out with our husbands, like the woman is kind of, you know, going after him because he wouldn't know who's who. You know, it's very, it's it's very hard. So women kind of unless you know her eyes very well, then other than that, you know. But from afar, you can't. See you that you really can't tell because they're wearing the same, like maybe a different design in a way, but like the the on there but it's the same so this is another personal question and this why do women cover up and why do men not cover up do you know the history behind that uh i don't know the real no? history about okay. yeah i'm just curious like what's uh because they, they can be beautiful too right well yeah true but <laughs> yeah i just think just yeah I don't... women are more beautiful yes there you go <laughs> uh, i think they because they also see that women are more vulnerable to be uh, to be victims in a way. So it's like it's easier for them to cover them. In. Oh, my mom, our family raised us to go to Yemen every two years. So we kind of had that cultural in us. Um, with me, I'm more like, but in one way, my family's kind of 
closed, not meaning in a bad way, but they're very cultural and very in that sense. So we were raised in that way. Um, I'm more open-minded. So with my kids, I do still want them to have that Yemeni, to go back to Yemen, to go. But with the war, it kind of didn't work out very well. But in a sense, with their choices, I'm, I believe I'm more open-minded. Like when I was growing up, we never had play dates. We never, you know, we kind of never went out. You know, we were just with mostly with family. With my kids, I let them have play dates. I let them do school activities, you know. So just what I know, I... I I think that kind of what made it different for the way I raised my kids. Um, even when they grow up, you know, when I grew up, it's like, okay, right after high school, we have to get married and settle and have a family. For me, I think with my kids, I just want to have it as their choice, you know, you know, when they're ready, not, not just because our culture said that you have to get married and have kids. So I think that's where it got, had the mixture of both. Um, so as a... Women and men seem to be separated in, in, in like a mosque or in most mosques, right? There's some exceptions. Um, has that also changed with you having been exposed to the American culture? Or do you find that you want to be very traditional in that aspect? The funny and so why? Well, with the whole separation with the men, it just depends on where or, or who. So like, for example, if there's a Yemeni community, we still do the whole woman and man separation. But even if we work with Yemenis, you know, we kind of have to kind of keep our distance, you know, just to have that whole cultural idea. But when if it was an American or a different culture and a different other than uh, Arabic, we I mingle with them, you know, and co my coworkers, we talk, you know. I don't think I'll be able to do that with another Yemeni or another uh, Muslim per se, depending on... Uh, because the whole culture just kind of kind of separated us from our culture, not from other cultures. It just depends. It's I think there are two different things in a way. Like there there's some comparison because I think culture is kind of what like the religion is what culture like people got culture from. But I just think is there's a lot of difference in it. Just that people are mixing them into like for example, in Yemen the burqa they. Since they grew up believing that, they believe it's part of religion, but if you really look into it and educate yourself in that way, it's a whole different, separate thing. For example, in our religion, they do say to cover our hair, you know, but the burqa, covering the face, that's not part of religion. And I just think that people, because they were grown to believe in, like, the culture they're grown, they're in, they're kind of thinking it's part of our religion, but it's not. It. I don't know if that makes sense. So what's the purpose of the burqa? Then I, I I got lost with that. I mean, it, this is my curiosity though. Like it just, it's not a religious it, thing. It's not. It's why? not a religious thing. But I think just families when they grew up to the whole covering and you know the whole strictness of the women kind of came into into place, which I I believe in personally. Then it started a whole new tradition in a way, making it believe that oh this is what is meant to be, but it's not. I just think people don't, like, a lot of people in my village are not educated people. Like, they don't, there's no school there, you know, they just mostly work and they have family, but they never are not educated in that sense. So they don't know the true, true meaning of what Islam is in that sense. It's just that whatever they were raised with their family, they kind of kind of connected their, their own lines in, in a way. Mm -hmm. 
So my Moroccan friend, I, I asked him this question, and he was saying how he sees it complicated in Morocco to separate religion from culture, yet at the same time, he currently lives in Spain, and he was saying, well, in Spain, it's kind of popping, you know, that it slightly has maintained certain things. Do you think that can take place over there with time? Well, I think because they're all, like, you know, my in Yemen, they're mostly all have the same culture in a way and same ideas, so it's very hard to separate it. Like, in America, there's, like... Muslims, there's different kinds of Muslims. It's not like only Yemeni Muslims. There's so many different people like around the world, so it's easy to see, see and be able to separate it. So it might take time, but uh, I think it's really difficult to do that. Unless there's more people from outside world coming in and mixing in, maybe, but no, not soon. <laughs> are you comfortable with people who are not from your culture adopting things from your culture? Oh no, I'm I'm comfortable for people to adopt things from our culture. You know, I think I I'm more of the person that believes that you could do whatever you want. You know, so I'm more you know yeah, I'm more open-minded of whoever wants to adopt. Please please do so. It's not really like I have an Indian friend. You know, I'm you know comfortable with whatever she believes in. She's comfortable comfortable with I whatever I believe in, and it's very you know it's not like. It's never a problem. I just think, I don't know how to explain that. Uh, maybe just whatever we want in life, you know. Um, I think we at some point we're all the same. If we really look into it, you know, we all believe in the same thing, you know, even though we label it differently, even though we, uh, you know, have different names for different things. But I think we're we're the same people, just that... We just have different names for each different things. Um, and that's what's one way that we separate ourselves is just that what we think, what we call it, you know, like our religions, I believe they're all the same. They believe the same thing. Uh, they have the same traditions, but they have a different name for, they label it differently. So I think that's how we're connected at the same time. That's how we separate it. What's the recipe in your eyes to bring people together? I think education, like to actually educate ourselves of what is like, like especially with religion and culture, like to educate ourselves. Like I believe since I went to school, I understood like where it was taught like different culture, like religions, I'm able to see like the connections between each other. I think if people educate themselves and we're able to see the open world, they'll be able to be able to connect. I think it's harder and like, and I'm not specifking, like being very, very specific about Yemenis. There are many Yemenis who are open-minded, but like, for example, in my village, we're not too, like the school is not a very, you know, uh, major thing in our, uh, so that's why they're very closed-minded and that's why they only see what's around them. I think if they open mind and they see different, like the, how big the world is and actually, you know, explore it, that's how they'd be able to, you know, connect with each other. So it's important to have role models also for people in different cultures to see an open-minded perspective on things, to have a, a window. You know, in Berkeley, you talk about windows and yeah. mirrors. 
So is it important to have windows and a mirror for people in different cultures? I think it is. I think it's really important to have a window for, you know, like the different worlds in between. So it's easy for you to see, but at the same time, not to lose yourself and like, you know, forget who you are, you know, but it's, it's nice to know and just even like just the education, like just to know about other places. So you be, you won't be able to judge, you know, and it's easy for you to understand. It's like in my opinion. So I have two, two questions. One, if you can say very, very, very briefly, what there's a war going on in Yemen. Why, what's the war because or just to educate people on. And, uh, like the war in Yemen, it, it's a little confusing because it started off between just the people in like the government, uh, just the people rebelling against the government, you know, wanting more, you know, wanting to change because we did have a president for so long. We don't have it in America where it's like every four years we did have it for a very long years. Uh, so it started in that sense, uh, and then it came to, uh, it's like asking for help from different, a different country where then it turned into a war between the other country. It just, I think it's more of a confusion, you know. Now I just think it's more of like a power, just trying to, like, I don't know. I, I'm not very good with, new, with the whole news thing. Like, it's very confusing. Because we listen, we also have an Arabic uh, TV in our home. So it's like you get different sides of the story, so it's hard to believe what is true. If you were, if you, if you were you again, what would you like an adult who is you to tell you? <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I understand. Somebody who's if like I'm, you if or... I'm, Yeah, if I'm able to actually rewind, like, when I was younger, like to speak out like when I was younger I wasn't able to speak out what I really wanted in a way you know because you know we have the whole respect of the parents you know you have to listen to whatever I think if I just had that like just to speak out and tell what you really believe or what you want I think it would have changed my life just a little bit of the choices that I like were get was given and I think that's one thing that a lot of Yemeni girls don't know like they could they have a choice they have a choice of which life they want to live you know what they want they should just be able to speak out not a disrespectful way but just to let them know like or just let people know if you could paint a picture and a sound like put add music to it um what would yemen what would that picture be well, the thing is, we live in, our, in, in my village, so it's very small, so it's, it's not technology-wise right now. So it's like you'll hear in the background, like, the water mo motors for the wells, and you could hear, you know, uh, it's not like here where you could hear the cars, because there's not that many cars over there, or any, like, trees, that many trees that you could hear birds, but you'll hear, like, the... The machines, like for the flower um, grinders, and then you hear people people in the background, you know, because to send messages to the, you know, kind of yell at each other, like so you hear that from the background. Uh, it's mostly a lot. It's a lot of rocks and like dirt and dry. Like all the houses are made of rocks, so uh, you'll see mostly just like landscape in that sense. No, there's not that many green and where I come from, from the village I'm from. Uh, 
So it's in it's in that in that sense anyway. Can you do the same? Can you paint a picture and the sound of what America's like? Oh. Like in America, if you really look at it, it's like there's so many trees around, like especially where in my house, like there's so many trees, so many plants. There's a lot of cars, you know, a lot of, um, if you walk down the street, you'll hear kids playing during at the schools. So it's in that, in that sense, like a lot of homes together, like in, the, in my village, it's like the houses are separated in a sense. So there's a lot of space over here. It's more, you know, clumped together in a sense. I don't know how to explain it. Is there one thing <clears throat> that you think unites all cultures? Like there's one thing that in most of the cultures that you know have in common? Really the <clears throat> the cultures that I've like the people that I've met with from different cultures, I think family was one sense. Like for example my Indian friend that I told you about, like she's close with her family. So I think just the whole connection with family I think that just the meaning of what family is, you know, I think that's what kind of connects them um, or connects them together in a sense. So you would say that family connects cultures and people, like to bring like the commonality of any culture, you would say family is the connection? Yeah, yeah, I would say. So thank you very much for coming. Um, I've learned a lot and I think everyone else has probably learned a lot about Yemeni culture and American culture and what it means to be living between these two beautiful cultures that are intertwined. Thank you, thank you for having me here and I hope to see your finish, thank you.